Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Shell, where there's always variety in life. Good evening, everyone. We have lots to talk about tonight. Um, man, we're going to do some lighthearted as well as some serious stuff. Whew. On the lighthearted note, we're going to talk about Black Panther. Wow, what an amazing movie. Definitely love to hear your movie reviews on it. I'll just say up front, I loved it, but it could have been not as long. <laughs> Easily could have cut out even a whole hour, really. It was like over two hours long. I think 136 minutes altogether. And, you know, by the time you watch 30 minutes of movie trailers at the theater and then get into the movie, you're there about three hours. So I'm like, okay, that last hour of the movie was a little too long, but the, the oh my gosh, the movie was amazing. The actors were great. The costumes were awesome. The scenery was gorgeous. The, the the visual effects, amazing. I love the concept of this third world country having technology and such without the rest of the world not knowing about it. And the concept was amazing. The plot was awesome. It was just a little too long. <laughs> Maybe the first battle scene could have been a little bit shorter and, you know, expanded on the, you know, just kept, or at least even kept the regular length of the second battle scene. Anyway, just kind of a short synopsis there of my movie review for Black Panther. Uh, but I would, I would give it, I guess, like uh, hmm, eight out of ten stars or three out of five stars, however you want to do the five or ten star scale. <laughs> All right. And uh, also on a more serious note, I feel compelled because it's been heavy on my heart as many others. I can't stop thinking about it night and day. I find myself watching all these tons of interviews, all these different students speaking out. And so inspired by by their actions and being so courageous and brave and taking this anger and hate and 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 putting action into it and talk about activism. I mean, what a prime example! These students have gone through the worst of the worst from the high school shooting in Florida the other day. I can't even begin to fathom. I asked a question the other day. I was just curious. Got on social media and asked people. Have you or someone you know been affected by a school shooting? And I think only about eight of ten people answered, or excuse me, ten people answered, and only two, including myself and one other person, said yes, and the other eight people said no. So about 20%, right? Yeah, if I do the math correctly. (laughs) Um, So that's a question I have for each of you. Have you or someone you know been affected by a school shooting or, or or any other mass shooting for that matter, you know, it's just been horrible. And uh, I totally agree that action has to be made. It can't just, just be bygones, be bygones, can't keep becoming numb again and again to these tragedies, you know. So I just felt in my heart that it was time to talk about it and open the floor to discussion, hear all sides, try to be objective as best as I can to hear all viewpoints and definitely very open to hearing solutions love to hear your ideas for that so switchboard number tonight if you want to call in and share thoughts on uh, black panther movie review and or gun violence prevention what's what are your thoughts and ideas for solutions phone number is 323-642-1556 again 323-642-1556 and I know, like they said, you know, 
prayer is not enough. We've got to do activism, but at the same time, I definitely do want to keep all of them, all of those affected in my thoughts and prayers. I'm going to play a song, and when I come back, I'll share firsthand my own experience uh, of a loved one being involved in a school shooting. All right. So in the meantime, I'm going to play a song called Sunshine. I'm going to dedicate that to those who we lost recently in the Florida high school shooting. This is dedicated to each of them, to the students and teachers. It's a beautiful song that Noel Bean, an artist that goes by Bean, uh, you can check out her music, beanmusic.com. She wrote this in memory of her father who passed away uh, when she was young. Beautiful song. Seven years since you've been gone. Remorseful little voices saying what's done is done. Midnight time and I fight back the tears of our bitter goodbye. I know things went wrong. One final choice led me down a road. I don't
Once again, that was Sunshine by Bean, dedicated in those we lost recently due to the horrible tragedy of the high school shooting in Florida, in Parkland, Florida. And again, dedicate that to, to those we lost. Please keep all of them and their loved ones in your your prayers as well as the survivors. Oh, deep breath. It's one of those where you don't even know what to say. I feel like no matter what I say, it it may not come across the right way. You know what I mean? It's such a sensitive topic, yet at the same time, it's we've got to talk about it. I mean, it can't. We can't afford to overlook it. I am not a parent. I have 20 nieces and nephews, but I'm not a parent. Well, I'm a parent of a, a dog, <laughs> my furry beloved. But I was thinking about this earlier today, thinking, you know, how would I feel if I were a parent and I had a child at any age in school these days? I mean, my parents themselves were high school teachers. I just can't even imagine. I just I can't even begin to fathom each day thinking about all that's been going on with the school shootings and all and having a child in school. How do you, how do you as parents cope with this? How do you get through the day? How, how do you talk to your kids about this stuff? I just want to know. Oh, man. My heart is heavy. Um, so if you want to call any, once again, the number is 323 323- Six four two one five five six. I think you press uh, one to talk live on air. Uh, I know I said I'm going to share with you, which I am, a, a story about how I had a loved one, actually a loved one and friends, all at, at a school shooting um, a while back. So I'm going to share that personal experience of, of that with y'all in just another moment. I apologize. I'm waiting a few minutes to try to see if I hear from a friend. I've asked if he would be willing to share his own story as well about that. So um, give me just another moment. I apologize for the delay on that. In the meantime, on a happier note, I went to the mall today. I had so much fun. Go to Northeast Mall in Hearst, Texas, and I met this nicest guy, the owner named Lowell, Lowell Becker, the CEO. Check out. It's really cool. I, I noticed the stand in the middle of the mall, and I was like, that is a cool shop. It has, like, these beautiful, beautiful customized cards. I love it. You know, this is time like this is a great time to just get a card for somebody just because, just to say I love you, thinking about you, what have you for any reason or just because. Um, it doesn't have to be a, a special holiday, you know, to make someone feel special or remind them you love them. And what a great way with a, a customized gift card, a beautiful handmade gift cards, uh, or gift cards, well, well, gift cards too, but I'm trying to say uh, cards, you know, trying not to say the a brand name <laughs> ah, getting tongue-tied here um but yeah beautiful handmade cards and there are other items too i was having so much fun checking out the website so let me give you the information so a couple of ways you can go to northeast mall they have a pop-up shop that comes and goes i think he said the pop-up shop will be there um, in Northeast Monhurst, Texas, until the end of next week. But you can go, of course, to the end, the website at any time. Looks like they actually still have Valentine's Day cards. That's pretty cool. Those actually are good year-round as well. Uh, but they don't have just cards. They have other items, great items for gifts for people. Uh, candles. I know a lot of you love candles. Greeting cards. That's the better term, greeting cards. Handmade uh, greeting cards. Uh, bath and 
body products, candles, uh, gifts, wraps and bags, box stationery. I love the stationery. Wedding invitations. There's a children's section, holiday section. I think that's, yeah, holiday's awesome. Beautiful. Really, really pretty stuff. I just love it. I just, I was so enticed. It was funny because there was a, a store right next there. I think it was Express. So if you go to the mall and you know you can find the Express closed store, this pop-up stand is right in front of it. And I was more enticed by the stand and shop rather than the closed store, which, you know, says a lot, you know. <laughs> so cool. I love it. So, yeah, it's definitely my favorite new shop. I can't wait to to get people some amazing, beautiful handmade cards later. I'm going to have so much fun just checking out the website further. Uh, but, yeah, there's gift wrap and gift bags, candles, oh, just so much stuff, A greeting cards. You'll see once you get on the website. Like, there's this one card, for example. Oh, my gosh. It stood out to me. I thought it was so adorable. I've never even eaten sushi, okay? But the card was so cute. It had little pieces of, like, actual little, well, not real sushi, but look like sushi that, like, were, like, almost popping out of the, the front of the card. It was adorable. I mean, these cards are intricate, just beautifully made. And just kudos to all that made these cards. So cool. And it's family-owned business. I totally support local family-owned business. Love that. And the owner, Lowell, was so nice. Thank you for being so kind and taking your time to, to share more about your store, Lowell, today. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I told him I was going to be promoting his show on this on air tonight because I loved it so much. So I really should give you the website on that note. Uh, there's a, a couple of ways you can reach out and check out the shop. Uh, there's a Facebook page and a website. So the Facebook page, you just go to uh, let me see here, facebook.com, and then Anna's Puppeteer Shop. And I'm going to spell it out when I give the w- direct website as well. And the direct website where you can shop for the products directly or go visit them in person, you know, in, at the pop-up shop at the mall. Uh, but the website, the online shop is the www.annaspuppeteer.com, which, by the way, side note, a little mention that the uh, part of the name Anna's is actually – named after his little sister Anna. Isn't that adorable? I just love that. Okay, so and so there's him and his family here and then there's a family in Vietnam as well he mentioned that that are part of the business making the cards too. It's so cool. So cool. So here we go. Let me spell this out for you because I've got to be honest, I did not know how to spell Papatier. <laughs> I think he said that's French. Is that right? Is that French? Okay. So go to www. A N A S P A P E T E R I E dot and uh, follow me on Twitter at Coffee Talk WC. I'll tweet that tonight as well. If you can't remember how to spell it, because I know it's kind of a unique spelling, and uh, message me on Twitter at Coffee Talk WC and uh, message me, follow me, <laughs> all that good stuff and more. And I'll I'll put the link on there as well. But yeah, beautiful shop. So that that really I know it may sound silly or cheesy, but it's got it. I'm just being so honest with you so transparent I don't know what came over me but this shop just like it just drew my attention and it just made me so happy maybe with all the sadness and the just all these beautiful greeting cards that are so lovely and you know great sentiments reaching out to people you know what a beautiful time any time of year but right now especially you know to to just get a a greeting card for someone and just make them feel extra special and just remind them that you love them you know just because so cool. I know we send text messages and Facebook messages and social media messages every day, you know, but 
I don't know. Something about a handmade card just stands out to me right now. Thought it was awesome. So again, just go to. Um, I hope you'll check out his website. Tell him Shell said hi. But yeah, go to Facebook and find Honest Puppeteer Shop on Facebook, and also uh, shop directly. Check out, browse the items, look, check them out at honestpuppeteer.com, and and tell Lola Shell said hi. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Um, I'm still waiting for to see if I get a message from my friend. And I just realized my cell phone's in the other room, so I want to go grab it because I don't see a, a direct message on Facebook or Twitter from him. So I'm going to go over uh, for a second, play another, one more song, uh, grab my cell phone, see if he texts me because that's the only way I'll know if he texts me is from my cell phone. So i got to go grab it <laughs> in the other room. And when I come back uh, from there, I will share the story of how my loved one and friends, uh, a loved one of mine and friends were affected by a school shooting. All right. In the meantime, uh, let me just remind y'all how you can message me during the show tonight. A couple ways. You can call into the switchboard at, and just press 1 to talk live on air if you want to share your thoughts about gun violence and gun violence prevention more specifically and or the Black Panther movie or any other trending topics, current events, or if you just want to say hello. Phone number 323-642-1556. Again, area code 323 323- Six four two one five five six, and just press one to talk live on air, or message me on Twitter at Coffee Talk WC, which is C O F F E E T A L. Tongue tied. <laughs> Let me start over at Coffee Talk WC. It's spelled like it sounds: C O F F E E T A L K W C. Coffee Talk WC on Twitter. Message me live during the show. We'll be on air for almost two hours. Uh, still a little under two two hours to go. We'll end at ten p.m. Central Time. It's eight twenty-three here now. Um, and I'll read your tweets live on air as well. But I hope you'll call because I would love to hear your beautiful voices. All right. Let me find another song for y'all. Give me just a moment. Let's see here. Another song. Hmm. Okay. How about... Man, can't decide. Uh, too indecisive at this moment. Okay, <laughs> how about <clears throat> The World is Our Mother by Robert Filem featuring Brandon Hilton. A great message. Enjoy.
come on now, do we really need debate? Freedom is worth more than a life. It's worth even more to me, so give it right. The world is a mother, so Once again, that was The World is Our Mother by Robert Filan featuring Brandon Hilton. A uh, couple things before I forget. Um, hoping to hear from the Screaming Eagles. You all know the soldiers serving overseas, Iraq and Afghanistan from Fort Campbell that do air assault and have canine partners as well. Frontline soldiers, I love them, adore them. And um, it's about 830. Usually they chime in about an hour, a little later. So I hope to hear from them and uh, definitely want to ask to keep them in prayer as well as well as their canine partners and all military and, and veterans and their loved ones. So just kind of keeping an eye out in the chat room to see if I hear from them. So just giving you all a heads up on that. And I had another thought. Oh, no. <laughs> I haven't heard back from my friend Jafar yet. I may just try to call him live on air here in just a moment, see if I can get him to share his story. Um, and I'll definitely be reading some uh, tweets and such live on air during the show as well about these topics. Uh, So, again, if you want to call and share your own thoughts regarding the gun violence issue, um, the the recent Florida school shooting and uh, just gun violence itself, the topic and gun violence prevention more specifically, or and or on a lighthearted note, kind of doing serious and lighthearted at the same time to balance it out, uh, Black Panther movie, which I saw yesterday, which, again, I thought was amazing, but could have been an hour shorter, (laughs) a little tad too long for me, but it was really good. Um, other than that, um, call into the show. Again, the switchboard number here is 323-642-1556. And just uh, press 1 or tweet me live at Coffee Talk WC during the show so I can read your, your tweets live on air. But I hope you'll call in because I love hearing your voices. All right. In the meantime, let's see where I'm at here. Let me see if I can call J- Jabari. I call him Jumanji. It's his nickname since college days. So in just a moment. Hmm. He'll answer. I don't think you read my message earlier because I, you know, on Facebook you can like see the status if someone actually read your message yet or not, and it doesn't show that he, he read it. So I'm just gonna try to call him, to see, what's going on. I don't hear it ringing. Do y'all? Oh, now I do. 
I have to leave him a, a voicemail. Hi, you have reached Jabari Russell. I am not able to come to the phone right now. If you would need a name, a number, and a short, brief message, I will get back with you as soon as possible. Thank you, and have a blessed day. Hey, Jabari, it's Shell. I'm doing my talk show on air right now. I'm calling you on air. Um, it's 8.30. You know, my talk show's on until 10 o'clock. I just thought I would ask if you'd get a few minutes, if you have time. If not, I understand, but if you do get a few minutes to call in, uh, the phone number, switchboard number here is 323-642-1556. Again, 323-642-1556. And then I think you press 1 to, to talk on air. You probably know how that part goes by now. <laughs> and um, anyway, um, I'm talking about the gun violence, you know, the, the recent high school shooting in Parkland, Florida, as well as gun violence in general. Um, also on top of that, I'm doing kind of a combination of lighthearted and serious topics. I'm also talking about the Black Panther movie, which, by the way, I saw yesterday. It's really good, but a little long. But anyway, but I more specifically wanted to ask you if you would call in, and if you don't mind, because, you know, remember how I asked that question the other day? I think about eight of ten people answered yes, and I'm sorry, eight of, eight of ten people answered no when I asked that question, took that poll about how many of you, either you yourselves or someone you know, have been affected by school shooting. And you and I were the only ones that said yes out of those 10 people. So I wanted to ask if you would call in and share that story uh, about your daughter's friend in, um, from the shooting, high school shooting in Italy, Texas. And, uh, and I'm sharing my story as well about uh, my old high school with my father and friends. I'm about to share that story here in a moment on air. But again, um, if you get a chance, I'd love for you to call in Jabari 323-642-1556 and then just press 1. All right. I uh, hope to hear from you. Thank you so much. Bye. Okay. So let's see here. Give me just a moment. I know once I get on Twitter and start seeing what people are saying, it's just going to be like overload. So I need a moment to decompress before I get into that. Um, And I'm also watching the chat room, still waiting to hopefully hear from the Screaming Eagle soldiers. Oh, man. All right. So let's see here. Okay, so again, y'all heard me give Jabari the, the same switchboard number. I'm asking y'all to call in as well, 323-642-1556, and press 1 to talk live on air. <sighs> okay, sometimes I have nightmares about this, even though I myself was not directly in, in the shooting in the building. But um, here we go. All right. And and ironically, my – well, I don't say ironically, but <clears throat> this actually happened back in 1993. I'm from Irving, Texas. When I grew up there, I grew up from like sixth grade on. It's it's right outside Dallas, like in the outskirts, Texas Stadium. The Cowboys Stadium used to be in Irving. There really weren't, this is so weird. When I was growing up, there really weren't many known shootings like, like nowadays, okay? And for some reason, that year just ended up being horrible. So, when I'm trying to trying to think of a timeline here because there there's three shootings I'm going to share with you from my hometown and most specifically the high school shooting where I attended high school. Um, just a moment. 
Okay. So third, the third incident happened in 2000, but the other two incidents happened in 1993. That's why I was looking up the year for the other one. All right. Okay. So basically what happened was a high school shooting and about six months later, a mall shooting, both in my hometown of Irving. And then in 2000, the Texas 7, which you all don't recall, horrific. It was this prisoners escaped and in the midst of their escape on in their travels they stopped at an Oshman's a sports goodings sports goods store um sporting goods store excuse me you know sports equipment and such and um oh, really bad went down really bad an officer was shot was horrific so all right and then he passed away all right so 1993 and my friends that were there could tell you, of course, more in detail the, the specifics, but I'll just kind of draw that from my perspective as an outsider, So, but also affected, you know, with loved ones there. So 1993 happened to be, it was May 1993, and it happened to be the day I was coming home from college. I think that was my freshman year of college. Was, I went to University of North Texas and didn't, didn't have a car, so my mom came to pick me up. And I have a point. Well, I'm telling you all that in a minute. So put all my stuff in the car on the way home. And it's only about an hour drive. It's not that far. You know, just, I didn't have a car. But anyway, so I didn't get to go home all the time. So anyway, so I was literally on my way home for the summer. And, you know, excited and everything. Bittersweet, you know, because you miss your college friends. But then you're excited to get home, go home and not have to take classes for a summer. You know, have fun. And I was looking forward to it, especially because I was – I was uh, young for my class. I, I graduated high school at age 17 because I had a, have a July birthday. So a majority of my close friends, best friends, are actually, a group of them were actually seniors in high school that year. So keep that in mind as well. All right. So uh, here we go. So my mom and I are in the car on the way home, and, you know, we have it on this KVIL radio station. She always listens to us kind of like a mix of, like, soft pop and older music. Anyway, really good station. They've changed it since. Now it's like alternative it music, and it's still really good. It's just different. But anyway, so just imagine being me, and you're in the car, and you're about to go home for the summer, last day of college semester for the year, and your mom's driving, and all of a sudden breaking news comes over the radio, which back then especially was rare. And all we hear is a 17-year-old male was shot in the hallway of Nimitz High School. Nothing else. Do you know how many friends I had that were 17-year-old males attending Nimitz High School at that moment? My father taught at my high school. My father was there. We could not reach him. This was not really – cell phones weren't really in at the time. More like not even – well, pagers. I had a pager, but I didn't have a cell phone then. Couldn't reach my father. Couldn't reach any of my friends. The description of the student that was shot and died – match the description of several of my guy friends, three of my best friends at the, more specifically. So it was so scary. That was the longest hour of my entire life. Like that hour felt like 24 hours. I remember start shaking and my mom was so calm because she had to be strong, you know, and, and she was driving and I know she wanted to cry and scream and she was scared to death, but she would not let me see it. So she's just like, Shell, we've got to stay calm. We don't know anything yet. 
And then we get home, and my dad's not there. That was so scary, not knowing what was going on. Couldn't reach any of my friends. Finally, my dad comes home. I have never, to this day, may he rest in peace, my parents died in 2008. I never seen that look on my father's face ever again. That, the most distraught look ever. I mean, you could tell he'd been through hell and back, and so had my friends. So it turned out that there was a a student, a male student, that shot another male student over a girl. And unfortunately, the student he shot did not make it. They had town meetings, you know, board meetings, school meetings galore. I started talking about the safety issues back then. You know, no metal detectors, and this guy had a gun, just point blank shot him, shot another student in the hallway. My dad was there. My friends were there. You know, these te- fellow teachers of my dad, like, literally raised me. Tons of them were, like, aunts and uncles to me, babysat me, were there. I mean, I could not even begin to imagine. So all that happened. And then six months later, a shooting at the mall happened. I can't remember the motive. Well, I'm almost sure it was another similar motive. Um, and I got really mad at my mom, y'all, I'll be honest. She wanted me to go to the mall the very next day with her. And I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh, someone just got shot there yesterday. Uh-uh, I'm not going to the mall. And she said, Shell, you have to live life. You have to keep going. So I hesitantly, reluctantly went with her to the mall that day, scared to death. But I did it and realized that she was right. You you have to keep living no matter you know how difficult and scary it can be. So I'm glad she made me do that. And then moving on to 2000, um, the Texas 7, as I mentioned, happened, you know, came through and uh, horrible tragedy there. Just look it up. Just put Texas 7, Oshman's, Irving, Texas, and you'll see what I'm talking about. I don't even want to go in more detail on that. But, you know, it's crazy to think that all happened 1993. A hometown I grew up in, we didn't have much violence, especially like that. And then, you know, go off to college, come back home for the summer to that, you know. And now I've been thinking about it a lot because um, all these school shootings and church shootings, these mass shootings, just time and time again. When will it end? And um, even Northlake, you know, going back to my hometown of Irving just this last year or so ago. There was a shooting, similar motive once again. Guy shooting, I think he shot the guy and the girl, uh, his like ex-girlfriend and the new boyfriend at Northlake Community College, also Irving, Texas. Just, just awful stuff. So, I want to hear your thoughts on gun prevention, gun violence, and gun violence prevention. What, what do y'all think? What do you think caused? This recent incident, like let's just focus specifically on the Florida Parkland High School shooting and then compare it also to the other recent shootings, you know, and over the years like Columbine, um, Sandy Hook. What do you think is the cause? You know, I've heard so many theories and see, that's the thing. You have to figure out the cause to figure out, you know, a problem to figure out the solution. So a lot of people are saying mental health, you know. 
don't let someone with mental health issues buy a gun. And I know Trump reversed that legislation, unfortunately, which I wish he had not done that. But at the same time, I think there's – I personally think there's a multi-reason. Like I was thinking about this today about the recent shooting, and I think there's various reasons and various factors. You know, some people are like, oh, well, you know, he had mental health issues. Now, I'm personally – I took a great offense. <laughs> I've heard some really crude, stereotypical comments that I do not like. I will just say on record here, I myself am adopted. I also lost both of my parents the same year, 2008, and I have and had no desire to hurt anyone. So that I don't like when people say, well, he's adopted. All the FBI should check out all adoptees or, well, he's adopted or, you know, he lost both his parents. So that's why he did it. Uh, no. Hello. I'm adopted. I was raised by adoptive parents. They both died same year, and I didn't go hurt somebody, and I have no desire to do that, and did not either. So no, that that doesn't make sense to me either. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, <sighs> just wanted to get that out. Appreciate y'all letting me vent about that for a moment. <clears throat> All right. So multi-reasons, I think, could be cause and effect here. All right. So perhaps mental health issues. One, gun control. Now, I keep reading he he was able to legally purchase this gun. Would he have been able to do that if, if they had not changed the legislation for, you know, those who were marked with mental health to not buy a gun? Was he diagnosed? you know, diagnosed properly with mental health, like, you know, was it officially on paper where that would have come up? I mean, I know he got expelled from school and such, but was he actually diagnosed with mental health issues that if, even if the legislation had not been revoked like that, would it have come up, would it have prevented him from buying a gun? And what's up, by the way, with these AR-15s? Have you noticed a pattern there? Have you noticed how many AR-15s have been the actual weapon used in most majority of these shootings? Yeah, something in rot. Another cause effect. Um, the family was interviewed. You know, his parents passed away. His dad, his, his dad died when he was younger. His mom died, I think, November due to complications from the flu. He was really depressed. A friend of his asked his parents if they could take him in. I'm sure the friend had very good intentions, had no idea this was to happen. Uh, you know, I mean, who would have thought, right? Family had no clue, said he was doing better, said he was working at the dollar store, riding the bike, going to work at the dollar store, going to taking night classes, I think his GED or something, because, you know, he didn't expel from school so many times. So his family's interviewed. I have mixed emotions about this. Family's interviewed and says, you know, that the dad of this family that took him in is an Army veteran, and are, you know, they already had guns themselves and told him, you know, when he moved in, he'd bring all stuff, and he heard he so he brought the guns he already owned into the home. Family thought everything was cool, thought it was safe because they had like a, a lock to the, you know, the gun safe basically, and uh, where the guns were put. And apparently, from what I read the interview today, um, they thought that they were the only ones that had a key to it, but apparently not. That he also did. So that's where I have mixed emotions because I'm like, <sighs> hmm, you know. It's not like the family bought him a gun and said, here, you know, he brought in his own guns and they just so shocked 
said that he seemed like he was improving day by day. His depression was getting better. He was happier working at the dollar store, going to school. You know, those sound sound like great signs of improvement for someone, right, in daily life. But at the same time, I don't know. Could you imagine your son or daughter saying, hey, can my friend move in? And when they move in, they bring all these guns with them. That just seems so weird. I don't know. And then hearing about social media, about all these gun posts and animal cruelty posts, all these red flags. And so so I have mixed emotions about that, like all these red flags at the same time, you know. I mean, I have no doubt the family meant well, meant well. And he, you know, didn't really show them any signs of concern. They thought they were helping. I think they called it an article. They called it adulting 101 for him, like help trying to help him get it back on his feet and get past his depression and such after his mom died. I mean, I can't even imagine. I would be so devastated, so shocked. Um, And then another reason. I don't know about y'all, but for me growing up, we did not have visitors on a daily basis at our school. I know a lot of the students said it was no big deal that former students were there every day at their high school. Why is the school not like on more of a security mode? Like, I can't even imagine that. My school was very strict about that growing up. Granted, we ended up having one of our own students, unfortunately, shoot a student, you know, when I went off to college. So sadly, it can happen. But I'm just saying, I, I think that may be too lenient, too, in the rules. Don't let you know, don't let just anyone, even if it's a former student, just hang out, you know, be a little stricter about that. Because that, that kind of surprised me. I had no idea. And there was another one. Oh, I can't remember. I had another point. Um, so these are multi-reasons, I think, you know, could be cause and effect. From mental health to gun control to, you know, the legislation. And, I mean, these students stepping up to activism they have made some valid points. They have opened my own eyes to seeing how much the NRA donates money to these politicians and such. I had no clue. I've got to be honest with you. I had no idea to what extent. I'd heard a little bit about it, but had no idea to what extent till recently because these students are, you know, being very transparent, being very open, being very active. And by the way, in case y'all are wondering, because I wondered this myself. I was like, man, these students are so open to doing interviews and such after such a horrible tragedy, you know. Not all of them, of course, but, you know, many of them. Well, one of them in the interviews actually said herself that when they would go through the, like, went to talk to the counselor, you know, the group counselors and such, um, she mentioned that they, they tell them, you know, talk it out as much as you can now so you get it out of your head to prevent nightmares and PTSD later and, I mean, I've taught grief recovery classes, not for tragedies like that. I mean, I've had a few students that had family members that were murdered or, you know, other type losses um, from health issues to job losses to losing a pet to losing loved ones, you know, that died from cancer or natural causes to car wrecks to, to murder, all kinds of, of reasons and, and losses. So I, I know when I would volunteer teach grief recovery classes, I would always encourage my students to talk about the loved one you lost. But that was a really interesting insight to me that these counselors were telling them, talk it out, get it out of your head now. You know, I could see that like they say, you know, they tell military and veterans to do that too. you know, talk it out, get it out of your head to prevent more PTSD and and, um, nightmares. So anyway, it was just interesting side thought there that they've been encouraging the students to 
to be open. And no wonder they're so open to doing interviews and because they want to help others. They don't want to see this happen again to anyone else, any other school or anywhere for that matter, you know. So we've got an hour and 15 minutes to go, plenty of time to call in, say hello, share your thoughts, let me know. Uh, I'm rhyming. (laughs) Ironic. All right. So the phone number here, 323-642-1556. Just press one to talk. Love to hear your beautiful voices and your thoughts on gun violence and gun violence prevention specifically. What do you think can help prevent this from happening again and again? And what, you know, two sides of this. What do you think is cause and effect? For example, the recent incident of the Florida high school shooting in Parkland, Florida, and um, I just, I don't know. I just really think it's a multitude of factors. I don't think it's just one flat-out reason. And uh, and so what do you think are the reasons behind it, and what do you think are some great ideas for solutions? And, uh, man, may it never happen again. Uh, and on a happier, lighthearted note, we'll also talk about, for fun, Black Panther, if you want to call in and do a movie review. So if you have thoughts on one or both topics, please feel free to call in or any other trending topics for that matter, current events, um, or if you just want to say hello. I know sometimes people just call in and just want to say hi. I'm like, okay, great. Nice to meet you or nice to hear from you, whether it's family friend or a new loyal listener or a loyal listener or a new listener. Um, so yeah, area code 323-642-1556. Press 1 to talk live on air and or tweet me live at Coffee Talk WC. And I'll read your messages live on air. And in the meantime, I hope you enjoy this next song. Give me just a moment here. I'm still watching for uh, the chat room, hoping to hear from the Screaming Eagles. I'll worry about them every week until I hear from them. All right. Here we go. And in the meantime, let's find a song. This is another beautiful song by being called Wherever You Are. Enjoy.
Once again, that was Wherever You Are by Bean. Check out her music at beanmusic.com. So I'm going to do a couple of things here. I'm going to kind of switch back and forth because it's, you know, such a oh, intense topic. So I'm going to kind of switch it up. Uh, we've got a little over an hour to go. Um, so I'm going to read some Black Panther reviews and then switch back to the gun violence topic. And uh, definitely want to share some stories of some heroes from from Parkland, uh, Florida, the high school shooting. Uh, goodness me. Oh, man, from Douglas. All right. Is it Douglas Stoneman? What's the full name? Forgive me. I keep reading the hashtag Douglas Strong, which is really good. Hashtag don't get me wrong. I'm just trying to say the correct. Marjorie Stoneman. Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School is the full name. They shorten it to Stoneman Douglas. Okay. In Parkland, Florida. It's located in Parkland, Florida in the Miami metropolitan area. It's a part of the Broward County Public School District. And the only public school in Parkland. Whoa. I did not realize that. Only public school in Parkland. Oh, gosh. All right. So, again, if you want to call in, share your thoughts on uh, the Black Panther movie on a happier note and or serious note, um, the Stoneman High School shooting, the phone number, again, is 323-642-1556. Again, 323-642-1556. And uh, just press 1 to talk or tweet me live at Coffee Talk WC. All right. So let me just kind of switch back and forth, kind of toggling between screens here, watching for the chat room for uh, hopefully to see the Screaming Eagles join in. I hope they're all right. I worry about them a lot when 
when they when it takes off for them to stop by. All right. Give me just a moment here. Okay. Sometimes they have um what do they call them? blackouts, power outages where they are overseas serving. So hopefully everything's all right. Okay, here we go. Black Panther. I really want to hear what others think about this movie. Okay, Black Panther movie. So, yeah, if you've seen it or want to see it, I'd love to talk about it with you. Okay, here we go. Give me just a moment. Hit SC, also known as Tess Green on Twitter, said Black Panther movie was stunning in every sense of the word. She apparently really liked the movie. <laughs> Delia J says, watching Black Panther movie last night was like having the best food at a gourmet restaurant and then going to McDonald's every other movie or show without proper reference, representation for the rest of my meals. Nothing tastes the same anymore. Oh, interesting insight there. Very interesting perspective. That's unique. Hmm. Um, Jade Norton 14 says, Black Panther was the most extra movie I have ever seen, and it's great. Loved it. Chalice Island says, okay, Black Panther has to be the most powerful movie I have seen in a while. So much positivity for our people. And she says, P.S. Michael Jordan, you are so fine. <laughs> he is a really nice looking guy. He really is. <laughs> oh, I love this. I love this tweet. Oh, y'all have to check this out. Chuck Wazego. I'm retweeting all the tweets, by the way. I'm I'm uh, reading live on air, so you can follow me at Coffee Talk WC to find them easily. I love this one. He apparently is at the airport. <laughs> so cool. And uh, United Airlines says flight 309 gate 63, 63, excuse me, at departs 10.57 a.m. Oh, wow. It's an overnight flight. It arrives 7.04 p.m. Oh, wow. What? Oh, man. Doing the math here. 10, 11. About eight-hour flight. Wow. Maybe even more, depending on uh, time zone changes. Uh, it says Wakanda. I love that. I just love that. It's so cool. It says, going back to my roots. Never been regular. Need I show you inside my lower lip. <laughs> Hashtag Black Panther. So clever. So cool. I love that. <laughs> Black Panther was so good. I want to apply for citizenship to Wakanda. That's from YFC81. <laughs> Oh, funny. Yeah, I mean, this had like, but right before I saw the movie, it had like, I think, 97% positive rating on Tomato. I was like, whoa, that is amazing. Welcome, guest 2238. I see you. Thanks for chiming in, joining the chat room. Feel free to type in the chat room if you want to share your thoughts on the uh, the recent Stoneman schools, High School shooting in Parkland, Florida, gun violence, gun violence prevention specifically. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Your thoughts of, you know, what are the causes and um, the cause, you know, what are the the roots of the cause, um, you know, uh, causing the problem for for these gun mass shootings, and also what are your ideas for solutions to prevent it from happening again and again, and or if you want to share your thoughts on Black Panther, any other turning topics, 
or just want to say hi, <laughs> feel free to chime in, uh, type in the chat room, or call into the show at area code 323-642-1556. Oh, Jabari's calling in. One moment, y'all. Hey, Jabari, you there? I'm here. Thank you for calling in. Did you hear me talk about uh, Black Panther a moment ago, reading the tweets live on air, the, the movie reviews about it? Uh, I just called, so no, I didn't. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're just really good reviews for the most part. But, um, oh, okay. So a couple of things. One, I saw the movie yesterday. It was really good, but a little too long. <laughs> Have you seen it yet? Yeah. Uh, not yet. Okay. Okay. And then two is, as I left you that message, you know, I'm talking about the, also talking about the, uh, the horrible high school shooting that happened the other day in Parkland, Florida. And I really wa- wanted you to, if you don't mind, share, you know, story because I shared my own story earlier in the show about, you know, my father and high school friends that were there when the shooting happened at, at my old high school, you know, my freshman, I think it was my freshman year of college and first day, uh-huh. first day of the summer, last day of college semester, first day of summer for me coming back on my way home, my mom and I are in the car and all of a sudden we hear on the radio breaking news, breaking news, a 17 year old male has been shot in the hallway of Nimitz High School and that matched so many of my best friend's descriptions. I had several friends specifically three guy best friends that matched that exact description that were there. And Nimitz had no idea what was going on. We, you know, I was shaking of that one hour getting drive home from Denton to, to Irving felt like 24 hours. And when we got home, uh, my dad wasn't home yet. And, you know, it was back before cell phones. And he finally came home. And, and to this day, I will never forget the distraught look on his face. I'd never seen anything like it. It was just horrific because what he had witnessed. Uh, so I just wanted to ask, you know, if you share your story, because I, w- I want to make a point to show that if you yourself haven't been affected, most likely there's someone you know that's been affected because this has gotten, you know, so so out of hand now with so many mass shootings, especially at school. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a few weeks ago, um, I was off from work and... I was actually coming from the store, and my ex-wife calls, and she asked me, did I hear about the shooting? I said, what shooting? You know, school shooting. Mm. Now, I didn't, you know, like I said, I was off, so I didn't listen much to the radio, or I didn't look at the internet or nothing like that. So I didn't know what she was talking about. And the first thing I'm thinking is like, what was a school shooting in Waxahachie, where my daughter goes to school? Mm. And I said, I haven't heard anything about the school shooting. Well, she ends up saying, well, there was a school shooting in Italy, Texas, which is about, I would say, 20 miles south of Waxahachie. It's a little small town. Yes, I've been and there. I'm it's like, very small. Yeah, and I'm like, I didn't hear about the shooting in Texas, and I'm like, okay, I didn't hear about it. You know, it's a little surprising. She said, well, one of the, they said the girl that got hit was one of my daughter's old dance buddies that she's going to dance with, a friend of hers. Mm. And I'm like, you know, wow. it's kind of shocking. And I said, is she Okay. And they said, she's okay. You know, she got hit, I can't remember, said four or six times. She got shot. She was at Parkland, and she was going to be okay. 
Right, Franklin's a hospital in Dallas. It's yeah. not to confuse yeah, anyone because of the town where this high school shooting happened the other day. It happened yeah. to be called Parkland, Florida. But anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, and then Parkland Hospital in Dallas. <laughs> and I'm like, you got to be kidding me, you know. And, mm. you know, like, well, you know, it's scary, but thank God she's okay. Yes. And she was in Parkland. I'm, I understand. I just got from the store. And I'm about to head home. So instead of going home, I head straight to the hospital to see how she's doing. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, I've known her since she was a little kid, you know. And, like I said, it's one of her friends. You know, she's a 15-year-old kid. Only and 15. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and going there and a whole bunch of people, a lot of her old dance butt friends. And Sarah happened to be there, you know. And Sarah's waiting. Yeah. And she's waiting, and, you know, we're like, can't nobody see her? She's in surgery, or what? I think she was just out of surgery at the time I got there. Mm -hmm. So we go in there, and finally they let us see her, and she was in good spirits. I mean, she was, you know, you couldn't touch her on a certain side because she got shot on the right side. So Mm -hmm. we had to come to the left side. To kind of talk to her, you know, mm-hmm. and it was, you know, everybody was talking to her and all that. And she was, like I said, she was in good spirits and she was talking, and you know, they were showing where she got shot and all that. And then here comes the first responder, the guy comes walking in there, and she starts tearing up because. He was like the first one of the guy there, you know, he pretty much told her you're not going to die. And he pretty much saved her life. Wow. Oh, you're going to make and her cry. I mean, That's amazing. Yeah, so she's tearing yeah, up because he's like, you told me I wasn't going to die. And oh. he saved me. And the superintendent came. Yeah. And the superintendent came in there from the, from Italy. And he came in there and he talked to her and you mm. know she like I said he was lucky yeah be alive but she was alive and I mean we're all seeing her and you know she's joking with the kids and all that stuff and wow you know at some yeah and some point me and a couple of the guys you know was sitting there mm-hmm. And you realize it could have been your kid. You know, it could have been easily Sarah, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. And it did a lot because from what my ex told me, it took a while for Sarah. Like, Sarah didn't sleep that night. No. You know, she took it tough. And, you know, of course, the girl that got shot, I ain't going to mention her name, but. No. She got. No, no, yeah, no. the one that got shot, she had a tough time. Sleeping and they let her out. I mean, it was and it happened on that Monday. She was out by that Friday. I mean, she was wow. sitting up. She's a tough little girl. I mean, she was sitting up and rehabbing Tuesday, and she was out. Yeah, and that's she was physically strong beforehand, growing up doing dance. Apparently, you know that. So she already had physical strength on her side, but apparently she also had, yeah. you know. A spiritual and emotional strength as well in her favor, thank goodness. Yeah. Sound like she but has tons of family and friends support. 
Yeah, and the crazy thing is, like I said, that's Italy, Texas. That's a small town. Exactly. I think I've mentioned to you before, I mean, you know, I grew up partially in Waco, and, uh, you know, I spent tons of summers in Waco, and that was our meeting point, the Dairy Queen in Italy, Texas. I can't remember how yeah. many times, tons, tons of times I've been in Italy, Texas growing up. I mean, it's a very, yeah. very small town. I had two questions, kind of a backwards and forwards. Two questions with her. The backwards question is: okay. Do you know do you know what the motive was? I remember the story on the news, but I don't recall the motive. Yeah, oh, I I don't know exactly 100, percent but I think it was this the guy that shot her. He she turned him down. Like he wanted oh. to date her, and he's like, I just want to be friends, and I was dating somebody, and oh my apparently gosh. he could date. That's the story I've heard. I don't know 100%, but it's somewhere yeah. around that. That nature. Yeah, that's how the high school yeah. shooting, in my little high school, that was kind of the motive was the guy shot the the yeah. ex, ex-girlfriend's new boyfriend. You know, it seems like a love yeah. triangle type thing there, sort of, um, back then. Um, and then the other question moving forward, how is, how is the girl coping nowadays? Um, I haven't heard much. I guess she's doing okay. Of course, she still has a little bit, you know, nightmares and stuff. And, I mean, that's going to affect her for a while. I mean, physically, I think she's okay. Mentally, it's going to take her a while. I haven't heard much since. But I'm pretty sure mentally, I mean, you get shot. I mean, you're almost on death's door. It's going to mess with your head for a little bit. So. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, so I haven't heard much from her lately, so. Hold on, Jabari. We have a call coming in. I want to see if they have a question for you as well on this, okay? Okay. Hello, three, area code 314. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Yeah, I'm calling from the St. Louis area. How are you doing today? Oh, good. How are you? Pretty good. You know, on this issue, and also to your guests, this issue on gun violence, we hear the same old cries for more gun regulations. But they don't need any more gun regulations. This is the people that's uh, deranged people, people that have these mental problems and other conditions that's going on that's creating these grievous crimes. So I myself is totally against, you know, I'm a applicant for a federal firearm license where I can sell guns and ammunition. And the process that's in place now in order to do background checks on people is pretty good. And uh, unfortunately, these things happen. But when they do, then you have this attack that's being leveled against, you know, guns. And hmm. this particular rifle is a rifle. It's a semi-automatic rifle. My how barber, come, how my come barber I have a went question. out hunting. Hang on mm-hmm. real quick. My barber went out hunting this deer season, and I got two rolls of deer sausages that they got from harvesting deer, and some of the hunters had this particular AR semi-automatic hmm. rifle. Hmm. Yes, you was getting ready to ask a question. Yes, I have a question for Jabari as well. So, Jabari, I definitely want to hear your thoughts on on what the gentleman just said. 
And this, the oh, other question for myself, because, uh, Jerry, I want to hear your thoughts since, you know, you shared your own story about your daughter's friend being shot and what you think about if you, okay. if, if you think that's just the cause, just the mental health, if there should be gun regulation. Okay. And my, my, and then after that, after Jabari answers, uh, sir, my question for you after that will be, uh, how come it's always AR-15? Not always, but in so many majority of these cases recently. How come it's an AR-15 okay. that the shooter uses? Go ahead, Jabari. Okay. All right. Now, I come from Walshahat. Walshahat is a small town, conservative, Bible, you know, all of that, and pretty much my whole class hunts, Okay. They go out hunting, where it's deer, turkey, feral hogs, whatever. And they do go out and they hunt quite a bit. And they are in the same agreement as the caller. Here's my thing. I, my whole, my whole ex-family all hunts. And I trust them with guns. Okay? And I do believe it's not guns that kill people per se, it's people that kill people. The thing is, I don't want to stop anybody from having a gun if you're capable of it and you're mature enough, like the caller right now. Yeah. I, I have a cousin. I wasn't my cousin anywhere near. I'm going to him near a Nerf gun, much less a real gun. Really? Wow. I mean, there's a lot of stuff with him. I wouldn't let him know a Nerf gun, <laughs> much less any real gun. <laughs> there are just certain people, I think, you want to keep away from firearms. The problem is there should be a way to do it and not punish the ones that are responsible. Like I said, my ex-family, they're responsible. Heck, my daughter's got a 12-gauge Winchester. That she got for her birthday She's got a bow and arrow Oh wow and, mm-hmm. Yeah and a lot of it is You have to teach A lot of it It's a combination of both in my opinion A lot of it is We have to raise our kids And teach them better And teach them respect And teach them like the kid in Italy You know okay the girl turns mm-hmm. you down It's not the end of the world Move the, move the heck on Basically yeah. We we have to teach them respect. We have to teach them right and wrong. It wouldn't hurt for also, like he said, he's a gun. I think he said he sells guns or something like that. Or I believe I think that's what he said. Is that right, sir? I believe. Well, we're federal firearm applicants, so we can sell oh, okay. guns and ammunition. Yeah. But yeah, I don't believe every. Hub Dick and Harris to be able to have a gun. Okay, it's like you don't trust everybody on the planet to get behind a car. You know, because mm-hmm. you know, you just don't trust them to be behind a car because everybody can't drive. You know, and before you know it, it's a wreck every time. Hmm. I don't want to take nobody's gun. Everybody has a right to have a firearm. I get it. You know, they do. Everybody has a right to bear arms. Everybody has a right to protect themselves from people or protect their property or protect their loved ones. I'm all for that. My dad had a 9 millimeter and he had a shotgun under his bed. And wow. he had a license and, you know, everybody has guns. Mm-hmm. What, yeah, my brother's a hunter. I think, mm-hmm. 
I, I think it's a tough situation because let's say even if you are a registered gun owner and you're responsible and all that, well, you can't help if that person snaps or if that person loses. Unfortunately, that's part of society. We have to teach our kids, like this kid right here, I don't know how his parents raised him. I wasn't there. I don't know how he would. I don't know anything about him. All I know is he kind of was a little bit of a whack job who shouldn't have been there anything. Gun, knife, bomb, anything. He looked mm-hmm. like he should have been somewhere in a mental somewhere where he needs to get help. And that's where I think also the government and everybody else kind of fails, you know. You've got some people out here running around that are mentally sick, and they need help. And also, I notice we live in a society right now where everybody's just damn angry for whatever reason. And I mean just angry. And I heard I don't a lot know of people of saying that the other day about the anger issue yeah. just in general. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know Part of it's social media, part mm-hmm. of it, you know, you know, you go on Facebook, somebody saying something, Instagram, Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of anger and hostility. And when you mix anger and hostility and you mix any weapon, you know, whether it's a gun, whether it's a knife, I mean, yeah, you could have took the gun out there, you know, that could have helped and that kid could have ended up bombing, you know, he could have made a cocktail and do it in the school. He could have set off a smoke bomb. Who knows? But I think in society, we were too angry with everything. And you mix that with guns, you know, like one of my friends down here was like, they believe every teacher on the planet should have a firearm. You know, go to school and have a firearm. Well, fine and dandy, but you don't know how that teacher is. That teacher might snap. Mm. Um, I'm not. I'm not one of these, and I'm a little bit of a Democrat, I guess. I'm not one of these that say, "Oh God, we need to have strict gun control." It's not just guns that do this shooting, you know. It's people who need to get checked out. The guy in Las Vegas, you know, he was for the majority of his life was supposedly a good. You know, good person, had no problems, registered gun owner and all that stuff. Something happened in his life, and he lost his gun mind, and if people knew about it, they should have did something. And the guy down here that shot the church, where it comes to find out, he had been arrested for a sexual assault or something down here. And Hmm. instead of him going to prison or even having a trial, Nothing happened, and he got angrier and angrier and angrier, and then unfortunately he went cuckoo. Mm-hmm. He snapped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he went cuckoo. Well, you know, and <clears throat> that's the key thing. You say that you don't know where a person is going to snap. A person can be legally fine, okay, today, and tomorrow you don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, another thing, <clears throat> you know, there's several. There's there's there are cities in this country where it's mandatory that the household have a gun. Really? Uh, one, 
Wow. One is right outside of Atlanta, Georgia. It's called Kennesaw. You got Little Colorado. Uh-huh. You got uh, Virgin, Utah, Gun Barrel mm-hmm. City, Texas, and sure. Nelson, Georgia. They are to say that a household has to have a gun. Wow. And you, mm-hmm. I had no idea. So, absolutely. And the question is, you know, like you said before, people say, why do the people have to have this and have to have that? Well, you know, some folks, you you cannot tell a person what they need in order for them to feel protected. Some people just need yep. a baseball bat. Then yep. others may need a 12-gauge shotgun. Or just and nice especially, Yeah, and especially if you live mm-hmm. in Michigan and you're going to be telling people down on the southern border who they look out their window and they see all these strangers walking through their yard, you're going to tell them that they don't need the protection that they're demanding, like walls. So that's just totally unfair and selfish to do that. Yeah, I don't think, you know, I don't think people in Congress know, you see what happens, we don't have gun control. Well, you can't control, unfortunately, the 19-year-old lost it. He, like I said, he should have been locked up in a mental institution if he was doing all this stuff. And I don't want it to where people who are responsible can't have firearms. I mean, you seem like you're a responsible individual. I ain't got a problem with you having a firearm because you. you I have many friends that own guns that are responsible. Yeah, like I said, yeah, I see yeah, like I said my mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, my daughter has one. You mm-hmm. know, she has a twelve gauge. She keeps it at her uncle's house, and I trust them. There mm-hmm. are some people, like I said, that I know in my family, that I know that are friends. Like I said, I wouldn't trust them with a pocket knife because one minute they're fine, and the next minute. They're about bipolar as anything and mm-hmm. want to do something. When I was in elementary on. school, when I was in elementary uh-huh. school, we used to walk to school with our rifle slung over our shoulder on a, slow, a shoulder strap because we had gun practice after school. Yes. So, in, in also in Georgia, in, in Atlanta, they have uh, what's called uh, North High School, and it has a gun range in the high school. Well, isn't that what this so, shooter had? Isn't marksmanship the, the the Parkland, Florida high school shooter? He was in marksmanship. Isn't that what he did? I, Wasn't he in a club like that at his high school? Isn't that what that is? Gun practice? I haven't I got into his details. Yeah. I know he, he had, got like, a, perfect marks. I know he got ex- well, I know he got expelled at one point, so... Yeah, I just learned that like yesterday that he was in like a marksmanship club and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was through the school. But, but some of these crazy ideas about uh, uh, having uh, in, uh, intelligent ammunition and uh, guns that uh-huh. recognize your fingerprints and all that crazy mess that you hear coming out <laughs> of some of these politicians' mouth is just totally, totally insane. I never, I've never oh. heard that. That does kind of sound a little. That does sound pretty out there. What about my other question uh, about the AR-15? Oh, sorry, Jabari. Go ahead. Finish your thought, Jabari. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I don't know much about AR-15. I'm not the most expert on guns. Um, I, like I said, I've never hunted in my life. So, like I said, I don't, I'm not the biggest fan of guns, to be honest with you. So, I'm not an expert on it. The question I'll ask is, 
what would you do to somebody like who this kid that had a mental illness or somebody who's bipolar? How would you deal with, and I'm talking to the guy that's over now, how would you deal with them when it comes to firearms? Because me being a person, if I was a congressman, those are the ones I don't want near. You know, I want <laughs> well, you know, them. sir, yeah. here's the thing. How do you know that this person is going to do what they do? Now, you have in your schools now safety measures for people that come in there, metal detectors and being able to search backpacks and things like that. That there yes, seemingly works pretty well. Uh-huh. But uh, in the case of this individual who was known, apparently the, the, the people knew him, and they yeah. didn't think nothing of him being in the school. But yeah. under normal circumstances, I mean, just think about it. If you legally buy a weapon, and uh-huh. at some point in time after that, you have this mental reaction, no one can no one can provide safety for that because you don't know when it's going to happen. It's true. I, I, this is true. I think right now, as a, as a society, you know, the United States, you got so many anger issues that just me personally with Congress, let's find something, or let's try to figure something, and not sit up here and say, "What's your fault? You swallowed." Be normal adults and let's figure out a situation. Come together, and, yes, for solution. Yes, come together because us fighting mm-hmm. with each other, this is going to keep happening. You know, it, it's just it's sad because, like he said, you don't know what's going to happen. Um, the guy that was in South Carolina that shot up a church, mm-hmm. little white guy. They didn't know he was going to do what he did. He just sat down like a normal person in a prayer meeting, and the next thing you know, he did that. And unfortunately, that's how society is. You don't know. I mean, you want to protect everybody who might be bipolar. You you want to protect everybody that has mental illness. But at the same time, you don't want to go after the people who are responsible. It comes. It does, in my opinion, come down to how we raise our kids, how we raise we, adults, and if they do have issues on how we take care of that. You, know, you had I another raise, point. You know, the, the last two terrorist events that have occurred here in the United States of recent was done with vehicles. One mm-hmm. with a car in South Carolina. And the other when the guy was in the park with the van. He ran over some jogging right. and mm. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah, and you were talking about people driving earlier, Jabari. Yeah. You're now yeah, with the car driving. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's a scary situation. <laughs> and I don't think any of us right now have the answer. You know, because as one person on there said, if a, guy, if a person wants to get you, they'll find a way to get you. You know, it's well, just it's it's just scary right now. Extremely know? scary. You know, I think I had a yeah. few thoughts on on all y'all said. Well, the first one going back to the AR-15s. This is Pianki, right? Is that how you say your yes. nickname? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's good to hear from you again, by the way. How what what do you think is the reason why why there have been so many AR-15s? I mean, that stood out to me that so many of of these incidents are well, the AR-15. As I said before, it's been misnomered as using the word assault because it's one of those weapons that has uh, it can be added onto and you can take things off of it. Uh, it will oh. shoot when chambered right. It will shoot a twenty-two a twenty-two long rifle shell that the uh, youth use to go squirrel hunting with. Or I can see. Shoot the, it can shoot up to the five. The five what point five six a shell or even nine millimeter shell, and it's a gun that can be configured to your liking. It's light. Wow. It's many different variations of it. It also can be used for military and configured to to operate in fully automatic mode. But uh, uh-huh. it's just another semi-automatic rifle. A person can take a five clip, uh, thirty odd six, and do. A whole lot of damage from a long distance, as well as a person can do with any of these other rifles. Hmm. Wow. It's not the gun; it's the people. It's it's the person themselves. Right. It's not the the weapon. Yeah. I, I hear yeah. you. I just I just wondered, but you actually you actually helped me understand why they why so many of these shooters chose that particular weapon. I just thought that was really kind of stood out to me, like kind of unique. Like why? Wow. But now I kind of get it. Now I get. It. I didn't realize there were so many options with the one type, you know, the AR-15, so I get mm-hmm. it now. Um, the yeah. other thought, uh, the other thought, kind of a thought and a question for both of you, you know, I just want to kind of do a disclaimer here, you know, because I do know, you know, I, I have some family friends that do have, you know, mental issues. Some of them have bipolar or schizophrenia, and they're on medications, and they, you wouldn't even know it. They seem stable, great. I've known others, I know a particular person that's had bipolar that, you know, she didn't always take the medication, and it was very apparent when she had her highs and lows. And uh, so, you know, it's just a, a side thought and disclaimer, you know, not everyone that has a mental health disorder, you know, is going to just, you know, yeah. obviously shoot or what have you. But at the same time, yeah. what are I want to know, like, for each of you on that note, what do you think is a solution? How do you prevent someone, you know, in that regard, you know, from from I know you're, you're both kind of saying, you know, like Pianski's mostly saying it can happen anytime, anywhere. You just never know someone might, might snap. But, you know, when when. Everyone's saying basically, you know, on the ones that are saying the concept of, well, it's the person, not the gun. I mean, there's got to be a solution. Like, how do you screen those type people? How do you know, for example, if someone does have a mental health issue or not? And if they do, if they're actually being treated properly for it or not? You know, that's right there could be a cause and effect. Well, you know, a person's mental health is, uh, is, is private. A doctor, by, by law, Congress federal law, and I can't think of the, the, the act, but uh, oh, like they can't that? just go. Re, yeah, they just can't go revealing your mental uh, diagnosis to just anybody because you can see how they could sure. be used. So that there lies a problem. I think that the yeah. system that you have in place now, and the background checks, and so on and so on okay. and so on, I think it's pretty efficient myself. I think so if states want to do something beyond that, then states should have a right to do that as long as it doesn't infringe on a U.S. citizen's constitutional protection. I don't want to see the federal government do anything myself because once they start doing things, it just runs completely out of control. I just don't understand why um, Trump decided to revoke 
you know, the legislation, the piece of legislation that Obama had in place, though, for, for it those that do have mental it was health background it was a uh, it was the executive order. I can't think of the name of the the, the uh, federal law that applies to I people's can't. mental health records. Can you, sir? Yeah. I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, all, I just know about that. Well, as far as your question, it's tough because, like he said, you can't just divulge, you know, oh. You know, here's such and such. He's got bipolar. You can't diverge, you know, what they have. Mm-hmm. The more I was thinking about all this stuff, Michelle, me and you grew up in the 80s and 90s, correct? Right. I was born in 74, right? Yeah, I was born in 75. I don't know when the guy was born. That was, you can call him Pam. Well, I was yeah. born a lot earlier before. I I was born right in the Eisenhower era, so I'm older than you guys. Okay. Older and wiser then. <laughs> yeah. But mm-hmm. I was born in 75, and I've never seen it like this, ever. Me neither. And part of it, I think, me personally, some of it has to do with parenting. You know, teaching these parenting. kids right mm-hmm. from wrong. Some of it, as crazy as it may sound, some of it is a little bit of what we see in society. I mean, if you think of it, they glorify guns on TV, and they glorify violence on TV, and they glorify stuff on social media. And, and we didn't grow up with social thing. media. Could you imagine? Yeah, we didn't grow if we were in school like yeah. that with social media, and no I thing. Mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of it is society. The other part, I don't know. There's just some people in my mind that's just damn evil that you can sit up there and say they're bipolar until the cows come on water. There it is and there that. There's just some people just freaking evil that you ain't going to know until it's too late. And for them, I don't know what you do. Would I want to see something? Absolutely. You know, it's just, it's, like I said, it's a scary situation. It's something I ain't never seen. It's something we didn't grow up with. I mean, you know, you ask some of my friends, some of them went as far as we started having a downturn when they took prayers out of school to they don't do corporate punishment to some of these parents don't want to discipline their kids anymore to who knows. It sounds like it's a whole bunch of stuff. And you just, I mean, there's hope for this country. And on this situation, hopefully we'll get a great, you know, we'll get a solution or a situation. It might not be one that everybody likes. We might not have a solution. And I know everybody's fed up that now it's to the point you don't know where you can take your kids. I got a 15-year-old. You don't know if you can go to the church because you don't know if somebody's going to come in church. Now, granted, with some of these mega churches, they've got security. But mm-hmm. with these little bitty churches, they don't because you don't think somebody's going to shoot up a little bitty one-house church. You can't take them to church. You can't, you know, you're afraid well, to see your kids to school. You know. I know. 
But, you know, it's like my mom taught me back after, you know, we had the high school shooting in 1993, six months later, a mall shooting, same hometown. And my mom, my mom, you know, urged me to go with her to the mall the very next day. And I didn't want to go. And she taught me a life lesson. She's like, you have to live. You can't just sit and hide out. What what kind of life is that? Yeah, you can't. And it's frustrating because you want a solution. You know, as the people of the United States, we have a great country. We want a solution. Like I said, you want your kids or you want your grandkids or your nieces or nephews and cousins. You want them to go safe where they ain't got to look over their shoulder because somebody got turned down and whatever happens. Or somebody, for whatever reason, decided I don't want to shoot somebody. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if there's a solution until both sides stop wanting to blame the other side. And because I can see both sides. I can see the NRAs. I mean, I might not like Charlton Heston back in the day. And I can't stand take new because get that new that acts like an arrogant old you-know-what at times. But I understand the NRA. Mm-hmm. They're for people who have guns and the right, and they have a right to have guns to protect themselves, and to protect their families, and if they want to go hunting and what else. But I can also see the gun lobbyists things because they're the gun control people where they're like, we have to do something because that boy had no business with anything in his hands. And that's just it. Whether it was a gun, knife, truck, bomb. Anything. Well, you know, he had no business with anything. He you know another locked. thing too. Hmm. Uh, everyone wants to target the NRA, but do you know there's at least 35 gun advocacy groups in this country? Some are women groups, some are Jewish groups. You have students for concealed carry organization. Hmm. There's the African American group. There are at least yeah. 35 different organizations yeah. that advocate protections of the Second Amendment and for citizens' right to bear arms. And all yeah. we ever hear all the time is the NRA, NRA. And in essence, they may be the most. Yeah, somebody's dog was barking. Sorry, that's my that's dog. I, I'm sorry, I was trying to click mute and lost connection with y'all. Go ahead. I think y'all. I think I accidentally <laughs> silenced for a moment on yeah. that. Sorry about that. That's correct. But uh, but like go I was ahead. saying, yes, go they're ahead. always targeting the NRA. But the NRA is not the only advocacy group in this country that advocates for a citizen's right to have arms. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think it's NRA mainly because. Like I said, look who the spokesperson was. First, it used to be Charlton Heston, who's big time celebrity, and I know for a fact Ted Nugent is one of the big African, and I think that's one of the reasons because them two, and I know some of the country music singers promote the NRA. So I knew there were some gun advocates. I did NRA is just a big one because the celebrities promote it out there, and. I think that's why everybody picks on them. And hopefully we'll get a solution. You know, like I said, 
I don't think every time Dick and Harry on the planet needs to be walking around with a gun. I don't believe that, but I believe if you're responsible enough, by all means, carry one. You know, just don't go crazy and wave it around. That's my thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's what I believe. Like I said, like I said, my dad had one. My grandfather had one. I think my grandmother still has it. It was a Winchester. It, oh, it's in her closet to this day, you know. Forty something. It was it was around when I was born, you know. And he used it to protect my family. He pulled it on a guy one time who threatened his, who threatened my grandmother. Really? He, he actually pulled it one time. He, the guy called my grandmother every name you could think of and was threatening to knock her head off. And my grandfather grabbed a Winchester and pretty much said, "Touch and see what happens." And he never touched it. So. It does work when you have to protect somebody, you know. I make a joke with people, you know, Sarah's got a bow and arrow, and she's got a little rifle, and a, you know, I think it's a Winchester, I can't remember. And, I, you know, I, if whatever guy she dates, I send a picture, and I said, you know, she does have that on her, just so you know. So, they just mm. showing a picture of her with a bow and arrow and a picture of a gun, and like, don't mess with her. So <laughs> Right, right. Well, I gotta be honest with y'all. I mean, this is something I've talked a little bit on the show in the past, but not much about, mostly just privately with family and friends. But, you know, I have never touched a gun. I have seen a gun up front, but I've never, you know, it's like a family friend that owns guns. I've seen them, but I've never touched yeah. one. And I had already yeah. had asked my stepdad, like, few years back about the thought of um, or the idea of taking me to like a gun range you know like hey I want to learn how to shoot a gun and it just never happened yeah. and then um, they opened this past year they opened uh, not too long ago a few months or so ago they opened a, a, a gun shooting store gun range right across the street from my church <laughs> not far what? from where I live I say typical Texas okay. scenario you know church <laughs> and gun range across hey, the street from each other it's, and, hey, it's and, you know how Exactly. And so I've already been seriously considering like the thought and I still may go through with it and at least, you know, just take like a course just to learn how to shoot a gun. I don't know if I really want to own one myself per se, but I kind of want to know how to at least shoot one for safety because let's say I am in a situation and I need to at least try to take a gun away from someone or, or what have you, you know, it'd just be better to know how to use one than not, I think. But I'm still on the fence if I really want to own a gun or not. And I noticed, uh, for example, like today, I noticed, like, yes. they usually have maybe 10 or cars or so. But today, I couldn't help but notice the parking lot was full. And I couldn't help but think that well, probably was a cause and effect from the high school shooting the other day. Well, you know what I mean? A, well, it's a lot of society. I mean, you look at it, society's going crazy. And it's mm-hmm. just not school shootings. I mean, you hear about school shootings. I'm from, you know where I live, Shell. I live in Oak Cliff, and I'm not too far from a pretty rough neighborhood. I mean, mm-hmm. where I'm at, not bad, but, mm-hmm. you know, down the street, you know, a little ways in South Dallas, they can be a little sketchy, you know. The east sure. part of Waxahachie, east part of Waxahachie is sketchy, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to have something to protect yourself. And right. You know, that's why, you know, I understand what times is right now. You know, knuckleheads out here and everybody, instead of wanting to fight, 
like we used to, fight with their hands. They want to go and grab a weapon. That's why I don't say anything to anybody. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, you just never know. Home, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, thank you, Shell, for having me on. Oh, thank y'all for calling in and being on the show. I appreciate both of y'all, Jabari and Piansky. Thank y'all. Really learned a lot. I know no problems with you. Yeah, that's nice to meet you. And by the way, there's a, they call it the HIPAA privacy rule yeah, that HIPAA. protects a patient. <laughs> that's what I was saying yeah, earlier. Did you say HIPAA. that? Oh, I said okay, HIPAA. good. <laughs> yeah, HIPAA. That's the acronym yeah. part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's, so, uh, that's the that, problem you're trying to think of. Yes. That there is a is a problem too. How you you got this law, this code of federal <laughs> regulation that prevents that type of information to be divulged. But anyway, I really enjoyed the conversation. You guys have a safe and and a nice evening. Y'all too. Safe Are safe. You Thank y'all both again. Good night, Sam. Uh-huh. Good night, Jabari. So again, I uh, appreciate Piansky and Jabari each sharing their own thoughts and stories and, and regarding gun violence and gun violence prevention, really interesting insight and different perspective. I love on Piansky calls in because he always opens my eyes to new horizons, things I, a different perspective I hadn't thought of before. And uh, good to hear from you again, Piansky. I hadn't heard from you lately, so I'm happy to hear your voice and your thoughts. And Jabari, I appreciate you calling in and, and sharing your personal stories about your daughter's friend and how she was affected, unfortunately, and and um, uh, as a victim herself of gun shooting at a school. And uh, I'm so happy to hear she's doing better. So we've got about 20 minutes to go. I keep looking, hoping the Screaming Eagles soldiers will uh, join me and say hello from overseas. Usually they're they're uh, in the chat room by now, so I'm getting a little concerned and just hope everything's okay. I'm guessing they may be having a blackout power outage, outage at this moment because uh, that does happen sometimes there. All right. In the meantime, I'm going to play a song and uh, switch gears and go to Black Panther <laughs> topics. And, oh, and actually, I may read some tweets about the Florida high school shooting as well. I wanted to share some amazing hero stories and, and uh, thoughts of uh, and, uh, stories of the victims and, and amazing tributes to their lives as well. So I've uh, got 20 minutes to go, but I think I could do it. Let me play one song, come back and try to squeeze all that in as much as I can and at the same time be watching for your calls it's never too late to call in say hello share your thoughts on the Black Panther movie and or gun violence prevention uh, phone number again is 323-642-1556 just press one to talk and in the meantime let me find a song I want to go ahead and play a song I normally play it when I know the Screaming Eagles are listening but since they may be having a power outage and they usually come back and listen to the archive shows when need be I'm going to play this for them now so this is for y'all Screaming Eagles, Master Sergeant Burpee, Emmy, Sergeant First Class Jack. I love all of you. Please give my love and hugs to all the Screaming Eagles soldiers and uh, keeping those no longer with us physically, but always spiritually also in my prayers. In the meantime, here is Time to Go Home by Michael Frontier Spearhead, my song and dedication I play each week for the Screaming Eagles soldiers, as well as all military and veterans and their loved ones my huge thank you times infinity to each of you for all you all do this song's for you those who start wars never fight them 
Once again, if you want to call into the show, the phone number here is 323-642-1556. Just press 1 to talk live on air. And again, we've been talking about the gun violence prevention as well as the Black Panther movie. And thanks again to Jabari as well as Piansky for calling in and sharing their stories and thoughts. Greatly appreciate it. And uh, in case you hear barking, my dog Prescott just joined me again in the office, so heads up. <laughs> well, we've still got about five minutes to go. Uh, so I'll be watching the switch for the last few minutes. So let me go over to Twitter here because I really do want to share a few of these uh, thoughts and um, with y'all. Give me just a moment here. Okay. I was reading this right before the show. Let me find it here. Uh, this this story is about a survivor of the recent shooting in Florida, uh, at Parkland, Florida, high school shooting. Uh, wow. USBLM tweeted this. This is Anthony Borges, 15 years old. He used his body to hold a classroom door shut, protecting 20 other students inside as the gunman fired through the door, hitting him five times. Let's pray for a speedy recovery. Oh, you all know that story Jabari shared earlier about his daughter's friend that was shot. He went to visit her at the hospital, and she was fine and joking. And then as soon as the first responder came in the room, she, she broke down and cried. There's this picture of Anthony in his hospital bed, uh, wow, with the doctor and first responder holding his hand, with the doctor standing uh, bedside and the and the first responders holding his hand, wow, that that picture just took on a whole new meaning hearing Jabari's story, wow, very profound moment there, Whew, what a hero too, can you imagine only being 15 years old going through that? I can't, I can't even begin to fathom. Crazy. Um, another hashtag, um, you know, a lot of people, of course, been doing hashtag like um, gun violence prevention and such. But if you want to get some inspiration and see what these students are doing for activism and and uh, you know keep going, keep on keeping on and, and being there for each other and all. Uh, Douglas Strong is a great training hashtag. But uh, prayers for Anthony and all this, all the all the victims and their families as well as all the survivors, you know, I mean, it's a huge cause and effect on all of their daily lives now. Give me just a moment here. I'll see a couple more at least trying to share with y'all. This, uh, y'all know I'm a huge fan of celebrity, well, big brother and celebrity big brother. And, uh, Josh, the winner had, had tweeted, uh, earlier, um, Saying, uh, mentioning this girl's uh, Twitter name, saying he'd heard she was a huge Big Brother fan and that she was a survivor of the school shooting and the, that he was keeping her in thoughts and prayers. And so I went to her uh, Twitter and she listed the names, and I want to read them out loud before the show ends tonight of the victims. Oh, wow. So uh, and you can follow her on Twitter at Gabbiben Zakin, G A B B I B E N Z A K E N. And please forgive me if I'm saying her name incorrectly. Wow. So mature for so young. So, sure. Rest in peace. Scott Bagel, Jaime Gutenberg, Martin Duke, Luke Hoyer, Carmen Schuntrop, Meadow Polak, Gina Montalto, Aaron Feist, Joaquin Oliver, Nicholas Dorrit, Peter Wang, Chris Hickson, Elena Petty, Alyssa Holodeff, Kara Lauren, Alex Schachter, 
you'll never be forgotten. You know, as I say these words aloud, these names, I had a couple of thoughts. One is, one name's too many. Not so many names. So many people lost their lives to such just horrible tragedy. And the other thought I had was the irony, because my father would read names aloud uh, every year at um, high school graduations. And just the parallel of that thought right there, let that hit you, sink that in. Reading these names at a graduation versus reading these names because these young people of all ages, including 15-year-olds to adults, teachers and students, passed away to a senseless tragedy. You'll, she's right, you will never be forgotten, nor the others of these tragedies. And uh, thoughts and prayers as well as continued activism until no more of these mass shootings. Just want to thank you again for listening to Coffee Talk with Shell, where there's always writing in life. I'm going to uh, play another song as we wrap up. And uh, if you want to suggest, or excuse me, submit your topic suggestions and or guest interview requests, uh, best way to reach me or just say hello is on Twitter at Coffee Talk WC. And again, thank you to Piansky and Jabara each for calling in and being part of the show tonight. Greatly appreciate it. And thank you all for listening whether you're listening live or later on, I appreciate each of you as well. And again, if you want to reach out to me, uh, just message me on Twitter at Coffee Talk WC. Thanks again. I look forward to continuing to host this show Sunday nights, 8 p.m. Central Time. I've learned so much from this show and continue to do so from all of you. So thank you and wishing each, which, excuse me, wishing each of you a safe, wonderful, and healthy week. Let's stop the flu epidemic and let's end gun violence. Love and peace. This is Shell signing off.